the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What difference at this point does it make? Oh, shut up. If you've got health insurance, you can keep it. You like your health care plan, you will keep your plan. If you've got health insurance, you like your doctor, you like your plan, you can keep your doctor, you can keep your plan. I'm as bad as hell, but I'm not going to take this anymore. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite IE Radio. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and I'm joined by my co-host Don Dix, the chapter leader of Act for America in Corona, a nationwide organization of national security uh, volunteers. And we're joined again by John Hancock, who did who has nothing better to do this week, and so he decided to come and do the radio <laughs> show with us back from the Tea Party uh, meeting and, and convention in South Carolina. We'll hear more about that later. And we have a special Dutch treat here today. Dutch treat means we don't have to pay for it, right? Yeah, that, that's something like that. <laughs> means we all pay our own way. Yeah, yeah we, we, this is, we should call this different. <laughs> we should call yeah. this our window into Europe show because we do have a real special treat today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a couple of folks that come from Holland who are also kindred spirits that they uh, are involved in radio, have radio shows over there. And so we got a lot of territory to cover. So, Greg, introduce our guests. We're pleased to have Antoon and Jacqueline Virda, if I got that pronunciation right. Yeah, exactly. And they, they are from the Holland or the Netherlands. And uh, we were talking earlier, how many Americans could I locate Holland or the Netherlands on the map? And I, I chose the under 10% side of, uh, of that bet. But welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, so please, you could join us. What brings you to America? My parents live here. So they're Dutch, they're from Holland, and so they live here in Orange County, and um, we decided to pay them a little visit for a couple of months. So you went over to Holland and yeah. fell in love. I fell in love. I wow. went over there about, oh. I can understand why. Antoon's a very handsome guy. He looks a lot like me, actually. Me, <laughs> yeah. know you, you know, we met on the beach. It can be a better place we than did. that. We did. Yeah, we met in Holland awesome. on the beach and yes. walked for hours and hours and fell in love. And then he asked me to marry him. And pretty much we got married within four months and I stayed. Then wow. See, and then you see yeah. a radio guy coming and, and a TV girl coming together. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Now that, we do radio and TV. That, oh. that well, tell, is tell awesome. Us about, tell us about your programs. Well, first of all, we have a Christian program. All our programs are Christian. And one of them is a church service, which we always do. I'm involved in two programs personally with my wife, Jacqueline. She does the technique, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And um, we have a host, uh, uh, usually two or three hosts on, and the program is called Watchman on the Wall. Watchman on the Wall. And what that means to probably our listeners is Watchman is a Christian term meaning, you know, standing on the wall, alerting the community, the church body to danger. Exactly. Yes, and exactly. Uh, that's what we do. We have some prominent people on the radio from uh, from Holland, and they come up with all kinds of stuff. Every three weeks we have them on, and we switch every time. Well, Holland, you said, and, and Greg said the over and the under about where people might know, the, the Holland and the Netherlands interchangeable located north of belgium which is where the terrorists that did the bataclan oh, yeah. attack originated from and you're east of germany 
Yes. So you're right there against the West. North Sea. What? Well, I'm okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. west. Your west yeah. is our well, east, maybe. But yeah. Yeah. so west of Germany, yeah. also yeah. Amsterdam. People might be familiar with Amsterdam yes. is located yes. there. The Hague, which is the, where the uh, home of the largest international yeah. criminal court, is located. And also, you have some, some celebrities that those who are involved in the national security co- yeah. community might be familiar with. Gert Wilders, oh, absolutely, originates from yes. your home te- home yes. area, and yeah. of course, Ian Hersey Ali, both of yeah. whom yeah. were involved in government there. Yes. They were uh, in uh, what do you, what do you call it? members of parliament? Yes, they are members. Parliament, they're, they're real crusaders, both of them. Yeah. You know, he, especially Gate Wilders and Hershey Ali, both they go, they go a road like a lot of people don't want to travel, and they're threatened all the time by what they do. Mm-hmm. We see a lot of news about what's happening with the Muslim immigrants and the refugees in Europe. What's your perspective from having lived there? What's really happening? Well, I think it's uh, it's really rough, and what's happening, you know, they're. Um yeah, the migrants are coming in, in flux. So they're just opening the borders. And Merkel has pretty much invited them in. And it really began because Merkel was instigating in that in a little bit. And what she did is, and a lot of people don't know it, she offered the first, what, hundred, couple hundred thousand? Come on over and we'll give you 11,000 euros. Just wow. For, just for coming. Yes. And a signing a bonus. A signing bonus. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah, they well, flocked, that's not everything. They were flocking because everybody yes. wanted that $11,000. So they just came, you know, just that's that's what started it. But they're going to keep coming because we just heard that there's going to be over, was it $10 billion we read? I couldn't believe One it. $1 billion was the estimate yeah, at, the, at the Davos yes, summit. Right. Exactly. And we need to look at, you know, Merkel is German. She's a chancellor of Germany. But, you know, we need to understand is how much these European countries have given away their sovereignty and basically submitted themselves to the Germans through the European Union. Yeah. You know, there is a, a constant struggle with that, the giving away sovereignty, because it's, it's not going openly. It's given away, and all of a sudden you hear about things. So we have a thing going on in Holland now. If you're not agree with it, we call for a referendum. That's how it's going. Kind of like they're doing it in, in the UK. Exactly. Interesting. So, are they, there, so there's a pending referendum to exit the EU, as in Britain and Holland? Geert is working on that. He's yeah. really called for that. And I don't know where it is right now because some people say yes and other people are fighting no, no, no. But Geert is really climbing up in the polls. People are really starting to pay attention and they want him to be, you know, we want to listen to what he says. And he's rising to be the leader. But he want, he's calling for us to get out of the EU and the euro. But I don't know where that's... Are the, I mean, even before the latest deluge of refugees, there were still very large Muslim immigrant populations in Europe. Were they integrating or and becoming Europeans, or were they no. staying as they were in their original countries? It is a total disaster, the integration policy they had over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, like 40 years ago, Americans and Turkish people came in, and they never have integrated into society. Of course, some of them uh, become secular, you know, they yeah. go away from the faith. Yeah. But basically... They go to the Muslims and they stay together in their own community, and they really want to try to establish their own rules and regulations, like like uh, the laws they live after. And now, in Holland, when they come over, it takes them about uh, they go through a process of about eight years, I believe, yes. and they have to be uh, registered and you have to know where you are. Also, Holland is very strict; they don't really want them to congregate and be in uh, little you know camps of you know together. What do you call that? No zone, no go zone. Yeah, there's not. Yeah, there exactly. are some though. There are some in Amsterdam and Rotterdam. There are are the no go little bit uh, Sharia laws and stuff. So they do, and some of them you know slip through and they don't get registered. Now they all want to go to England. In 
and you want you know why is because they don't they don't have to they automatically become um, what do you call it they're accepted what is that they, well they get a refugee status yeah, right away automatically automatically so and they can get right like into that. the system mm-hmm. and so into Holland. the welfare system exactly yes. we are visiting with Antoon Vilda and his wife Jackie who is, went over there fell in love yeah. and got married we're very privileged yeah. to get this window on what's going on in Europe and we're going to have a lot more with them when we return after this break after this word from Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation the place to go for your real estate lending need. Ed's a great patriot and sponsor of Unite IE Radio. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lenders. It's all but certain now that we are about to see interest rates begin to rise after several years of being spoiled with historically low interest rates. But don't panic, it's not the end of the world. What it does mean is that if you've been thinking about the purchase of a new home, the purchase of a vacation home or investment property, or if you don't want to buy, but you need to refinance the home, you have to lower the rate, remove the mortgage insurance, or to pull out cash to pay higher interest, higher payment, credit cards, auto loans, or student loan debt. Or if you're a senior and have been considering looking into that reverse mortgage thing that everyone seems to be talking about lately, then call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I'll run the numbers for you and let you know what all your options are, the pros and cons of each one, and help you steer towards a decision that makes the most sense for you and your family. Once again, the number is 855-640-2020, or get me on the web at WCCLoans.com. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturdays at 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m. and Sundays at 4 o'clock right here on AM 590, The Answer. AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Night IE Radio Program. My name is John Hancock, and I'm here with my co-host, Don Dix and Greg Britton, and we have two very special guests. We have Atun Verda and his wife, Jacqueline. Um, they're here from the Netherlands visiting, and, you know, the, 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 the Netherlands always had a tradition of being very tolerant of other religions. It was a place that Montesquieu went to to write. Right, Even free right. speech was very big, yes. mm-hmm. going back to the 1500s. Yeah. Um, and and religion, they were Calvinists, but you have religious freedom there. Yes. But then you're bringing over people, you know, they're, they're using that religious freedom to bring over people who are intolerant, yes. who don't want free speech, who do not want to tolerate any other religion. You know, religious freedom and free speech is not a suicide pact. And it seems like that's what Europe is doing. But they're using It's that. a little difficult uh, with, with, with the, how the Muslims work, you know. Um, they come in and they're very friendly and they're, they're, they're going and people are deceived by that and think, well, they're really nice people. But they have an agenda and we often forget about that. They really have an agenda and they want to establish the Muslim faith and the Sharia law. That's what they're after. I, I find the people very naive because they use that exactly what you said, the religious, because uh, I was raised Calvinistic, Christian Reformed, and they use that against you. And they did that. That right now in Germany, especially too, uh, not even with the religious religious aspect, they're saying because you killed so many. This is how they're talking to them on the airwaves. Because you killed so many people during World War II with Nazi and the Jews, you guys owe this to them. You need to bring these people in and and accept them and take. But these people, the Muslims, practice taqiyya. They lie. Amen. They can do whatever they you know, and they just take over and they don't assimilate. You remember the line from the movie we watched at the last Act for Corona meeting uh, for, called uh, the. Movie is the Grand Deception. Grand Deception, <gasps> exactly. And this, and this Muslim woman says, and I thought it was one of the key lines of the whole movie. She says, "We have a code; they don't. Exactly. We're like a knife; exactly. they're like jello." Yes. Mm-hmm. 
And that's exactly the way it mm-hmm. is. And in Holland, they are so naive. It is on, we Fair. bring it on the radio, and I honestly have to tell you, the minute we brought it on the radio, mm-hmm. the people were so mad. Oh. Even within the station. See, you're going to destroy the station. You cannot talk about stuff like this. Destroy it. When you say destroy it, what do you mean? You people mean walk like, away and don't want to listen the to the programs anymore. Lose okay. the viewers. Not, yeah. de- not destroy in the sense that you were no. put, putting yourself up as a potential exactly. target for yeah. attack. But we, no. we no, are. Not, not, well, you could, you could think that way because we want to bring out the truth and, and the things would behind it, their agenda. Open it up and see what they're after and then so the people can 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 um, uh, look at them and say, well, this is how we want to deal with it. And more and more uh, Dutch people are becoming like that. But we need radio stations and the programs we have in order to bring that you, about. You do have to be careful of that. If so, you yeah. start speaking out in public and, and TV and uh, radio, which we do, and we try to be careful, but we have to be very careful because yes. they do make threats and come after so you. So John Absolutely. brought in the uh, concept of free speech, which, you know, is deep-seated in in the origins and, and, and history of this area. In what ways are are your free speech rights, as both as Christians and in terms of this uh, political agenda that's coming in, being uh, compromised uh, in terms of how you post things on Facebook, what you can say in public, what you can do? Uh, there was the uh, attack on the cafe that was having a uh, you know an art uh, display uh, not too long ago. How how what kind of a risk is there in your? Because I I see your area as uh, sort of a crystal ball of what you know we might be exactly. going to yes. here in America. So what's happening there that we need to make sure we protect against? Well, it's all again. Uh, you know the, the the threat comes when, especially in areas like live, we live in a certain area of Holland, mm-hmm. and uh, we have some refugees there, but not to the extent like in in Rotterdam, where uh, there are parts in Rotterdam, but the majority is is Muslim. And when it becomes like that, it becomes more threatening, and they yeah. they they come more after you, and they start and get involved in radio sense. and TV. Like we have a program in on TV in Amsterdam, and then you have to be careful if they can if if they can try to to take parts out of your your videos which they don't like then they they do so or they come against it but they they're smart enough to do everything according to the law believe it or not Mm -hmm. they use our own law against us our own freedom against us Mm -hmm. you know and that's that's something that's hard to to fight against and a lot of people don't believe it and then we say okay you know people open it up open it up and see what's going on in france the muslim population is getting up 12 13 percent where is that in holland if you know I would say uh, the average is about 2%, but in mm-hmm. the areas like Rotterdam, Amsterdam, where we talked about, it's much higher. Like, mm-hmm. I, I believe in Amsterdam, uh, about seven from the 10 people are, are uh, um, uh, Muslim people or from another faith. Mm-hmm. In England or United Kingdom, more people attend mosque every week than attend any Christian church. Yes. Yes. What's, what's happening in, in, in Holland with Christianity? It's the same thing. The churches are empty. It's the, a disaster. The, really, the, the main the, the denomination like what we call PK, PKN, they have been merged with several uh, churches, which was the original... What's, PK, what's PKN? PKN is uh, Protestant, Protestant, Protestant uh, Church in Holland. They give it a name because it used to be Christian Reform, and because the churches are dying, now that some of the churches that were kind of like technically a little bit evangelical or some kind of, uh, you know, ca- yeah. Catholic, they are now becoming one 
to bring in all the uh, churches together to make right, them full. Right. So one Sunday will be Catholic, the next Sunday will be Christian Reformed, the next cha- Sunday will be a little bit evangelical, like that, kind of. Wow. Yeah, so then they fill the churches a little bit, so they've kind of combined yes, now. Yes. So in, I believe that's setting up for a one-world uh, government, but one-world religion, which is their goal, mm-hmm. you know? So... Um, yeah, it's pretty rough right now. It is. And, you know, uh, religion is a very, uh, it never used to be part of the po- the politics, but because of the Muslims, it becomes like that because they have no separation between state and between religion. Now, we have to fight them in the, in the, according to the law. So our religion values are very dear to us, and we have to fight them in the same way. It has to go according to the law. You cannot go up and, 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 and take a gun and shoot all those people. That's not the answer. Yeah, because we don't have guns. Because they don't fight like that either. In, in uh, France and, and the United Kingdom, you can be criminally prosecuted for politically correct anti-Muslim speech. Is that, is that true in Holland? We haven't really encountered that. So. I would say uh, if you're into politics, they, they're careful. They're very careful yes. not to offend anything what the Muslim uh, community is all about. But uh, I haven't seen people in Holland being prosecuted for, for mm-hmm. stuff like that. Maybe the Muslims do with their Sharia law, but no, I don't think so. I think we still have that freedom to we do right now. But it's risky, you know. It's risky to but, do it. And what about the um, churches there? Because here we've seen a lot of the, I guess you can call them a Establishment traditional churches yes. have really are even afraid to stand up and and say things. It's it's almost they, they've become very politically correct in yes. their messaging. Um, they're almost yeah. serving the state rather than God. Absolutely, is that is and I think that's led to a lot of decline here. It's just that the churches have become milky toast in a way. They is lost. that the same over there? Yeah. Well, we have uh, uh, an actual experience because we were on the radio in uh, Levard in this little city. Okay, and we had a nice little Christian show because we're really evangelists, and so we had a beautiful Christian show for an hour and a half. They started bringing in a Muslim uh, lady who was going to oversee our program. And to make a long story short, we said, "Uh uh-oh, we were a little bit, uh uh-oh, you know, but okay, we'll work with her. We had a big meeting, and all of a sudden, they want her to be in the program and also put their music, uh, Muslim music and Arabic music and some of their faith and stuff. Well, it was a disaster. Into your program. Into our program, which is a Christian program. And, you know, we said, uh, you know, it's not possible. We can't do that because it's a Christian program. So, we said, why don't we have her have her own program and let us have our own and we'll work together. No, they kicked us off the air right then and there. That's wow, the I think we just made news on and, the Unite IE radio show. Yeah. And also they accused us of being discriminatory. And yeah. that's what happened, see? Yeah. So you can say some stuff. They don't really take you to court for that. They'll take you to court if you talk about homosexuality. You're not allowed to touch that Ooh. with a 10-foot pole. Never, no. never, never. So, but if you... Uh, you know, right now we can say a few things. You have to be a little careful. And then, of course, they're trying to force it. it this all goes to the one world uh, government and the mm-hmm. one world religion. They have to be together. I don't suppose they have Christianity and Christian music in the Muslim programs. No, they didn't want to do that. Yeah. They were, no, they said no, because we asked her. It's no. time for another word from our sponsor for this half hour of Unite IE Radio, Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, a great patriot, the place to go for your real estate lending needs. More with Antun and Jacqueline Virda after this message. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lenders. It's all but certain now that we are about to see interest rates begin to rise after several years of being spoiled with historically low interest rates. But don't panic. It's not the end of the world. 
What it does mean is that if you've been thinking about the purchase of a new home, the purchase of a vacation home or investment property, or if you don't want to buy, but you need to refinance the home, you have to lower the rate, remove the mortgage insurance, or to pull out cash to pay higher interest, higher payment, credit cards, auto loans, or student loan debt. Or if you're a senior and have been considering looking into that reverse mortgage thing that everyone seems to be talking about lately, then call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I'll run the numbers for you and let you know what all your options are, the pros and cons of each one, and help you steer towards a decision that makes the most sense for you and your family. Once again, the number is 855-640-2020, or get me on the web at WCCLoans.com. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturdays at 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m. and Sundays at 4 o'clock, right here on AM590, The Answer. AM590, The Answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio program. We are visiting, we're calling this uh, show our window into Europe because in the studio we have Antun and Jacqueline Verda who are both radio and TV talk show personalities in uh, the Netherlands, in Holland, uh, which is the home of, of course, Amsterdam, The Hague, and some uh, international celebrities, Geert Wilders and Ion Hersey Ali originate Mm -hmm. from that area, and we all know what is uh, going on with them. In the news over the last month, we could not escape this piece of news, what happened over New Year's Eve in Cologne, and then also the response from the political leaders in Germany, which was to try to tamp all that down. What tell us tell us what you heard. What's going what did you hear? And is this kind of is this same sort of rampant public sexual uh overture uh going on to any degree in Holland? It's, it's unbelievable. Like we were all so shocked that it, that it happened, and it was not only in Germany, by the way. It was also in Switzerland. It was in Finland, mm-hmm. and the major cities they they uh, play this game where they call. Uh, I say it in English now. They have a special word for they call it the rape game, in where those people uh, surround uh, some ladies, especially when they have Western clothing on, and they, two or three people and more guys come to it and they make a circle around it and then they. They uh, put their hands on all Fun the places. Where they know. Yes, yeah. exactly. So what's making the news now, of course, is that in response to this, Switzerland is one country, and I'm not sure if Germany is going to do this, but they're starting these courses that they're asking the migrants yes. to go through to teach them yes. about the cultural differences between you know Europe and yes. and that just because people don't women don't wear a hijab or cover up that is not an invitation to have sex. Nay, hey, you know what? It was, it was the most disturbing news that we got is that the, the mayor of of uh, uh, Cologne and Cologne, the video call it on, is uh, that said? Well, it's actually the the Western women. They don't clothe properly. They have to stay away from those guys. And that was really dis- disturbing because it also means is that, that uh, they curtail our our freedom and our way we want to live. And they want to change the society, which is terrible. Even the governments le- le- uh, want to do that. Well, right and this now. is shocking considering these are people who, especially in Europe, was a very liberal sexually culture and society. Yes. Yes. These are the people who say just because a woman dresses a certain way, that doesn't mean a man has a right to to she. You know, no. you don't blame the victim, but now you blame the victim. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is amazing. Exactly. If, if Christians came out and wanted people to dress modestly, we would be bigots and yes. all this stuff. But if Muslims do it, hey, go at it. It's okay. You know, and this is the tremendous frustration we have because we, we, we value our, our morals and our the way we live and even the, the freedom and the liberty we have in. And now the, the governments, they, they're not our friends anymore. They have become opposite to what the people want. And that's why we feel so frustrated. Now, is there... Oh, go ahead, Greg. No, I was going to ask you, is 
and we only have a little bit of time in this segment, so maybe you can stay with us for for, for another segment, and we can delve into this uh, this more deeply here. So let me go with this: is that there was just a report issued by the mega bank UBS that says Europe needs more immigrants for for the economy and cheaper labor, so they want one they need 1.8 million immigrants per year for the next 10 years when the unemployment rate in Europe is even higher than it is here. They want to, just like here, the business interests want to drive down the wages of workers, of the citizens of their countries mm-hmm. with, with cheaper labor. Oh, what's, what's your reaction uh, well, to that? My understanding was that Merkel is the one behind that. And see, Germany is one of the richest countries in the EU. And she said there was not enough uh, workers in Germany alone. So why don't we bring the migrants over? That's what she's saying, the refugees. And they will train them and we'll fill in the, and they'll fill in the gaps. But then in the same time, she offered the $11,000 and everybody's coming here. It's actually an old story, you know, because years and years ago, 40 years ago, we started bringing in people from Turkey and from Morocco for the same reason, you know, to have. We have a lot of jobs people don't want to do. They're all educated here. And the, the jobs we want to do in the factories and everywhere, Nobody uh, uh, is there available for, so we need those people. But that has nothing to do with what happened here. This is a flood we're all scared of, really, it is. You know, and they're coming in with hundreds of thousands, like one and a half million this year. And the next coming years, they, they said, well, we can expect another 15 million coming in. That's, that's, that's more than labor. We are out of time for this segment. We're going to ask the question in our next segment is whether Western civilization has the will to survive or not. More with this, more on with, with uh, Antun and Jacqueline Vierda after the weather and traffic and news at the bottom of the hour. I'll keep my freedom, I'll keep my guns, try to keep my money and my religion too. Try to keep on working, try to keep on smiling, I will keep my Christian name and y'all can keep the change. The news and have to wonder if this country's going crazy. Talking about how much they love it here, but now they want to rearrange it. I'm just your average Joe, and that makes me smart enough to know there's a bunch of us out here that feel the same. Want to keep our God, our freedom, a little money in the bank. Y'all can keep the change. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio and our special guests today, Antun and Jacqueline Virda from the Netherlands. They're also a radio host and TV host over there. They've been letting us know what things, what's really going on in Europe. We see this mass Muslim immigration. We see the decline of Christianity. Um, and the, the government seemed to, we just talked about in the last segment, that they want to bring in another 1.8 million immigrants per year in, in, into Europe despite high unemployment there. And are the people resisting this? Do you, and do you think that the people of Europe and the people of America have the will to defend your and our civilization that has brought unprecedented freedom, prosperity, and scientific advancement to the world? Or are we going to let it all go? Boy, that's a good question. One thing, they're not armed there in Europe, but then uh, there are some, uh, you know, strict rules on gun control. So, are they going to fight? That's a good question. Well, are they going to fight at the ballot box? They, you know, they, the, all, well, all political power we've learned well, is inherent in the people. If the people of Europe want to change this policy, they can. Well, that's the other aspect, huh? But, because but you know, they're ignorant of a whole lot of things, and this is the bad, the sad part of it. 
you know, I, I believe that, that when push comes to shove, that you see that you don't want to give it away. But is it not too late then? That's the question. And you see right now in the cities that is happening. Here is an example that in Amsterdam they have what they call the Schildersbuurt, which is uh, the painter's neighborhood, which live a lot of Muslims. Mm. And they have a lot of trouble there. Like it's, it's really a, 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 a troublesome area. The, the Muslims offered the police to help them to keep the peace there, and they agreed to it, which, which was um, a, a lot of comments on it, because now you give them some sort of a status where also a lot of non-Muslim people live there. So I think they don't know. They want to, they want to be nice and friendly, but when the push comes to shove, I think there are a, a certain amount of people who, uh, who want to stand up against it right now. Yes, I believe that. But Geert Wilders, he is, uh, he is starting to rise up He's in the, the polls. Yes. So um, they are starting to wake up slowly. But I think once they have an experience or an encounter with a Muslim or with things happening, then all of a sudden they, you know, the, the lights go on. In England, there was a rise of these groups. Uh, you know, Tommy Robinson headed up a group over there. Now you've got the Britain First group. And these are essentially, you know, citizens that are banding together to protest all of this. Do you have similar groups forming in Holland and in the Netherlands that are really uh, sort of stepping up to be the defenders of, you know, this civilization and and trying to wake people up in that way. I believe the only one who does it right now is Geert Wilders. He goes all over the place talking to people, and he's constantly on TV. And he gets a a lot of uh, uh, TV time because the other ones fight against him continually, and he always has a way of of coming to the top and and, and let the people know what's going on. But there was a lot of resistance even against him. So it, it... it is not. It's organized yet, but I see no, a lot of people awakening right now. Yeah. Is he the head of a political party in, yeah. in the Netherlands? Yes. He is one of the... Uh, right now, uh, he, he rose 20 seats, which is... Which is um, we have about 140 seats, and he rose up to 41 right now in the last couple of years, from 20 to So to what 41. does that put his party in as far as strength within the... The government. The largest. He's Maybe. the largest, yeah, yeah, by far right now. Okay. Not a yes. majority in parliament, but the largest, largest. single yeah. party. Yes. How many parties are there? Well, the ma- there were about yeah. six major yeah. ones, but uh, yeah, there are a lot of splinter um, uh, parties who, who, who really don't count. But yeah, about six, six yeah. major ones. We have a lot to vote from, not, not two-party system. You're fighting here. against it, but can civil, Western civilization survive without... Christianity. Alexis de Tocqueville, if you know who he is, mm-hmm. um, said that despotism can govern without faith. Liberty cannot. I believe that's true. I believe that's true. This is a a Christian a, a question of Christianity, moral moral ethics. Yeah, definitely. I don't think we can survive. So what's happened? Why why the, why? The, I mean, it's, it's worse in Europe than it is here. Mm-hmm. Why the decline of Christianity? I think it's over there. You mean? Yep. Because they have really also way before taken uh, God out of everything and just said basically have denied it all and allowed everything, allowed, you know, the the sin and the morality, everything, everything can go. And I think when you take God out of the picture, what do you have to what what is your basis? Well, they they lost their edge on Christianity the way it was meant to be. You see often that um, when we talk about the essential the, the essence of the Christian faith is about the cross, about Jesus, yeah. and so on. And they, they really don't want to talk that anymore. That's been taken down. And I believe that when that goes out then, and, and you don't uh, tell the people the truth anymore, then what is it? A social meeting or something like that? Lost its power. 
have lost the whole reason to have the church in the first place. Exactly. Is the ability of the, your people in Europe and your country hindered by the fact of the European structure where there's this mega overstructure of unelected politicians and bureaucrats that substantially control what individual countries can do? We say that question again? Sure. Uh, <laughs> how does the, the EU, the European yes. Union, which takes away a lot of the sovereignty from the individual countries right. and the people in the EU are unelected? Does that hinder the ability of the European people, people in Holland, to control your own immigration and, and make your own decisions in this area? Does it control us? Well, of course it does. You know what? This is the frustration also. They have no, they're not in touch with the people in the, in the European government. So it's, it's an economic uh, structure. It's, it's, not, it's not a people structure. It's an economic structure. And that is what the European is all about. Interesting. And the EU has been trying to uh, force countries to accept these refugees even when they don't want to. Oh, they're forcing us. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, they Definitely. still have the sovereignty to say no. Like Slovakia, in, in recent times, they had a, a bunch of Christians coming from Syria and nobody wanted them. This is, even the United States didn't want them. And they said no. And the Slovakia said, okay, well, we'll take them. Later on, we had this, all these problems in, uh, in, um, in Germany and also in Paris. And they had to bring in a bunch of Muslims, and they, they said, no, we're not going to do that. So the Eastern European countries, they closed the borders to this whole deal. Mm-hmm. We cannot thank you enough for being on our show today and for everything you're doing over in Europe to carry on the fight for freedom and Western right. civilization there. And we hope to have you back sometime, either in person or maybe, or maybe by telephone, and let us know further what's, what's going on there. Um, Absolutely. Kind of- I was going to say, if you have breaking, uh, you know, anything breaking oh, news yeah. over there, yes. if something happens, we definitely want to hear from you so okay. that we can let our okay. listeners here in America and yes. Southern California know. That would be awesome. Boots on the ground, what's going yes. on. Absolutely. Yep. That's what we need. Time for a word for the sponsor of this half of United i.e. radio all-star collision the place to go when your car has an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll when you're on an auto accident you want quality repairs done as fast as possible all you need is all-star for over 20 years all-star collision and corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity they offer free pickup and delivery free estimates and they're approved by all major insurance companies They repair aluminum and fiberglass bodies with computerized frame straightening to get your car or truck back to factory spec perfection. You'll have your vehicle back fast and in showroom condition, safety checked, washed and detailed, fluids topped off with a lifetime warranty on paint and repairs. So exercise your freedom of choice and call All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll, at 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. 951-279-9161. All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. AM590. The answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio program. We want to remind you that coming up on March the 19th, we have a major conference, probably the single largest gathering of conservatives in Southern California will be on March 19th. It's the third annual Unite IE Conservative Conference. Our theme this year is what difference does it make? And of course, that was taken from Hillary's famous quote when she was testifying in front of the Benghazi Select Committee about Benghazi. 
Well, John Hancock just got back from the one of the largest gatherings of conservatives on the East Coast in South Carolina this past weekend was the Tea Party Coalition's annual conference, three days of candidates, uh, political pundits, uh, on-the-ground activists. And, uh, John, I, I don't know how we're going to pack it all in in 10 <laughs> minutes, but we're going to do our darndest. What, what, was your, what was your major takeaway from your experience back there? Well, last year I went to CPAC. This year I went to the South Carolina Tea Party Coalition um, Convention. And the, 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 the Tea Party Convention was by far the better of the two. Um, it was small, about 500 people. That's because that's all the, the facility can hold. Amazing people. Everybody's friendly. Everybody's nice. It was kind of gave a little bit of an intimate setting. So if you want to go somewhere and interact with Tea Party conservatives, that's the place to go. I highly recommend it. Um, I did get to see the um, some of the top uh, candidates: uh, Ted Cruz, Donald Trump, um, Ben Carson, and Rex Santorum speak. Um, and I have some thoughts on all of them. But the whole event was, was amazing. It was three days, not one bad event there, uh, other than when I left to come home because they drive very slow on the highways there. <laughs> I was doing 60, and I got pulled over to find out it's only 45. Oh, my gosh. Which here would have been 60. So it took me like two hours to get to the airport, and I was 60 miles away. So. Yeah. <laughs> In California, if you're driving 60 in a 45 zone, they'll give you a commendation. Yeah, yeah, no. So, I, yeah, I, luckily they just gave me a warning. They were very nice, the sheriff's department. What was but. the bright spot of the three days, if you had to pick one bright spot? Um, I think I think the the, the people, uh, very knowledgeable, the ones out there, uh, all throughout the South, Georgia, Florida, Virginia, Tennessee, amazing, well-informed conservatives. Uh, you know, they, they, they make, you know, you... you the the propaganda is the South is kind of backwards and are slow. No, they're not. They're very well informed, very educated people, and and they um and again, but the Southern hospitality is there. I mean, just I felt like I I belonged there. I felt like I was part of that group all along. I didn't feel like a stranger there. Of course, I knew people. Trevor Lauded was there. Um, spoke great. Uh, um, Anne Marie Morell from the Politichecks was there. So I had a few contacts, but um. It was a great thing. Now, did they do a straw poll? No, they didn't, which was surprising. Um, but now, my impressions of, of the of the candidates, I saw those four. I, I thought Ted Cruz did the best. Um, he was he 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 was very engaging. He was dressed very casual, kind of on the front of the stage, talking to people. He came in through the crowd, went out through the crowd, shaking everybody's hands. Um, he had substance. The, the second one which really surprised me was Ben Carson. I thought out of he, he would be second place. Um, there was something engaging about his softness. Uh, he kind of reminds me of Robert E. Lee would, would, so, would speak so softly. Because you heard him speak so many times. Yes, I heard Robert <laughs> E. Lee speak, you know. Um, that, I was middle-aged then. But uh, no, but he would, um, you know, because he had such a command presence that he didn't have to raise his voice and scream. And... and um, Robert uh, uh, Ben Carson was very similar. The only problem is I don't get that feeling when I see him on TV. It loses something in the transmission, so to speak. Um, the uh, the and he had some some interesting things. And we were just talking about what was going on in in the Dutch. You know, we have free loving people who are embracing and allowing Islam to come in, which is intolerant. It's hateful. It it it, it wants to kill free speech. And, and um, you know, do, uh, Dr. Carson said, you know, being against Islam is not Islamophobia. It's, it's looking at the evidence. 
and the evidence leads you to say there's something wrong with Islam. Anybody just has to have an open mind. And he was saying, you know, to to embrace, to say you're for freedom, to say you're for liberty, and embrace Islam and say that's okay for them to bring their stuff here. He said, in 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 we we, we have a word for that in the medical profession. That's called schizophrenia. <laughs> you know, so he was very funny, very entertaining, very good points. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think he his command presence translates outside. Now Carson Carson gets the civilizational jihad. That, that it's, it's right. more than just the terrorism. It's more than just the violence. He get he gets that at least expresses that with the, uh, that where no none of the other candidates either get it or are saying it. Yeah, yeah, and and he so he was very good. Unfortunately, I just don't think he can have that presence in the mass media. I just don't think it translates. It's fine in a nice room of 500 people. Outside of that, I just don't think it would be there. Um, Trump was uh, was good. I mean, Trump was Trump. I you know you had no bad seats. I was about 10 rows from him. Uh, we saw your video. You had a great seat. Yeah, well, that's the whole place. I mean, it, I kind of stayed towards the back because that way I could move around and take pictures and, and things. But he, um, great storyteller, very engaging, funny, uh, but entertainer, entertainer, and but again, I want to see something. I want substance, and and not just look. I'm going to they're 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 doing it bad. I'm going to do it better. We're going to do it great. Well, how are you going to do it? Well, we're just going to do it great. Well, we're going to build I, a wall. We're going to bring gonna, in the people. I'm going to find all the yeah. best people. We're going to bring well, in the sorry, best people. You know what? And 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 Obama went through and said promise, promises and stuff, and didn't give details. And we criticized the liberals for accepting someone just saying they're going to do something and not putting up facts. The most important issue. Me. The most important issue is immigration because it determines Anybody, yeah. all, all all other and, issues. And, and only Donald Trump has a Jeff Sessions, the gold standard approved immigration plan. Well, I'm just going to lay it down. I don't. If someone's not going to sit there and give details, I want details on on more than just one thing because that's what happened before. I don't want. Look, the the last time in our our history when someone sat up and just gave that they're going to do this, they're going to do that, and they didn't really give details on a lot of things was Obama. We got that, and throughout history, you know, I keep going as a as a history person. I keep looking at throughout history. There was a guy who sat, and when you listen to his speeches. He never said anything. He just said all these little key words and catchphrases. That man was Adolf Hitler. And I'm not yeah, equating don't, him. Don't I'm go not, there. I'm, I'm don't equating, go there. No, I'm equating the process, don't not the there. man. You're, 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 you're playing a liberal game here. Okay, I'm not equating. I'm equating the process. I'm equating the operation, the way that minds, that, that human minds think. We would look back and wonder, how could a man like Hitler get elected when he didn't say anything of substance? And now we're doing the same thing here. We will be right back as John put and Greg put on the <laughs> boxing gloves and duke it out over what's important in the upcoming election. You're listening to the Unite IE radio program. We're going to be back with more observations uh, that John took away from the South Carolina Tea Party Convention. We have our own major event coming up here in South uh, Southern California, the Unite IE Coalition Conservative Conference on March 19th. Back after this word from All-Star Collision, the place to go if you have an accident because they are the kings of wreck and roll. When you're on an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For over 20 years, All-Star Collision and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. They offer free pickup and delivery, free estimates, and they're approved by all major insurance companies. They repair aluminum and fiberglass bodies with computerized frame straightening to get your car or truck back to factory spec perfection. 
You'll have your vehicle back fast and in showroom condition. Safety checked, washed, and detailed. Fluids topped off with a lifetime warranty on paint and repairs. So exercise your freedom of choice and call All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll, at 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. 951-279-9161. All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. AM590. The answer. In the right corner, we have John Hancock, who just returned from South Carolina at the Tea Party Convention. In the left corner, sort of. Don't say left corner. Politically speaking, maybe even. We have Greg Britton, who have decidedly different impressions about the candidates as we were talking about John's reflection on the South Carolina Tea Party Convention. Who else, besides the candidates, John, who else stood out in your mind that delivered some uh, something a, a little different from what you from what you heard, uh, from what you're used to? I think, um, well, not what I'm... Um I'm used to him, but uh, Trevor Loudon, um, when he spoke, he was the last person on the second day, um, you know, and it was after Trump has has spoken and um, no, actually it was after Gilmore. So he was following Gilmore. Ouch. Uh, and so, I mean, you would think the place would have emptied well, I'm out. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry I missed Jim Gilmore. Yeah, yeah, I didn't Jim, bother. Not, Jim, Jim who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that that's how it was. He's going to make more more news when he drops out of the race than... Yeah, he'd be like, well, I didn't know he even ran. <laughs> but uh, I don't know what – I wasn't down there. I didn't go see him. But um, he, uh, Trevor, who we've seen, delivered an amazing speech uh, of why it's important. 2016 is so important. I mean, what what difference does it make? Uh, it, it, you know, we, we've seen him do his more detailed, technical type of thing. He didn't give that, that type of speech. He gave a more of a, a rally cry type of speech. Um, and and – and he he had a full room. I mean, you know, he was up there with uh, Trump and Carson. They are mm-hmm. the two, and Cruz had full rooms. I'll talk about Rick Santorum in a minute, real quick. But um, they they had a full room and standing applause. I mean, standing ovation when he left. Of course, Trevor Loudon, the author of the book Enemies Within, mm-hmm. they're in the process of producing a movie that should right. be out probably in time for the election. And that book, basically a, a thick book like a telephone book, recounts the involvement of elected uh, individuals with the communist and Socialist Party here in America and why he feels that's a story that needs to be told. Yeah, and, and, and the Saturday night, no, Monday, Sunday night, he actually did, he showed agenda, a showing of Agenda 2 where he has a prominent role in and um, that was a real interesting, kind of explains all this too. So as as a pundit, I think he came out on top. He's, he's real loved back there, um, real respected. Um, I do want to say one thing on Centorum. I went and saw Rick Centorum talk give his speech half the room i mean that's it there was just half a room and maybe 200 300 people there he started off well but he got to the point where he was pleading for votes mm. i mean I, you could almost visually imagine him getting on his knees and literally it felt uncomfortable wow uh it, it felt painful i i, I felt sorry I, I became embarrassed for the man and, and that was kind of shocking i mean the whole room you could just feel a change because you know, it's like, it's like, come on, Rick, get up off your knees. 
there, there comes a point where I think you have to recognize reality, and I think a lot of these candidates will will be dropping out after Iowa or, or New Hampshire. Is that it's just it's it's just not going to work this year? And different environment. Maybe some of these candidates in they had run in different years could have might have done better if they had more money. But it's it's it's, it's uh, or just it, a different situation. Their time, is, their, time their, their time has passed. If Trump had run in twelve, I don't think he would have done anything like uh, right. he's doing now. Right. And, and, and people, you know, people realize we need strong leadership and you need someone who's going to be strong. I think that's why it's not going to be Ben Carson's time. Uh, you know, he's too he comes across too soft. Uh, and, and some of these others just, you know, pol- politicians as normal, they aren't going to to make it. Um, one of the amazing things I'll share with you uh, is security for Trump was extremely high. Why? And I had a ch- yeah, you had to go through a TSA checkpoint to get into the building. Uh, Secret Service police, there were sniper units everywhere. I went up t- to the uh, parking structure to, to, to get something out of my car and I almost tripped over a sniper team up well, there. Well, you know, in test, the, the TSA misses 96% of the weapons and bombs they're trying to smuggle onto the planes well, uh, as well, a test. Maybe that's why they had the police behind them with the dogs that sniffed you as you went through. But, uh, but the reason I was talking to the guy who helped do the security for the South Carolina TT Party Coalition, and he was telling me, and I said, oh, is this all this? He said, this is all Trump and Carson, but mainly Trump. He said, the reason there's so, I said, oh, because of all the threats from liberals and stuff. He said, no, there is credible threats that people in the establishment want to take Trump out. Wow. I mean, literally take him out if, if, he, if he continues. And that's, he said, I, we were told by the Secret Service that the threat, the primary threat coming to Trump is from within the establishment. If I were Trump, I would not rely on the Secret Service. I'd rely on my own security people, probably ex-Special Forces people, to protect me because the Secret Service has really gone downhill under under Obama. Well, I, I, I kept seeing him going up to a roof. I don't know what that was. About. I did. I did see when Trump was exiting the stage. It was interesting. I did see a guy following him, holding up a camera videotaping the audience as they left wow. part of his security detail and of course he got swamped on the way out and uh, you know had lots of people trying to you know talk to him and get a hold of him um besides trevor loudon uh any other speakers that uh that, that had a unique message that you want to share with our listeners no, they were, you know, there was one, um, she was in part of the resettlement, talking about the refugee, refugee resettlement. resettlement in, um, was that in Ann South Carolina? Carolina. No, no, I don't have the, the lady's name in front of me, but she's, she got involved because she's a nurse in South Carolina. She had someone come in, a refugee, come into her, the emergency room. They had some major, you know, she had a major problem uh, that she was diagnosed with that was going to cost lots of money and stuff. And she wasn't concerned. She was just concerned about getting well. Um, later that same night, they had an American come in and had an equally um, bad situation going on. And, of course, her big concern is, am I going to be able to pay for it? And that's how she got into this this, re- this refugee resettlement program because the uh, the, um, the, 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 the the refugee was getting everything paid for by us, the taxpayers. And here we have an American citizen. And her first thing is, how am I going to pay for it? And she thought that was wrong, and that's how she got started. So hopefully we could have her at a future time on the radio. I'll reach out. 
That'd be great. John, thanks so much for going back there. Thanks so much for sharing your uh, you know, top hits from the uh, convention. Remember, March 19th, the Unite IE Conservative Conference. It'll be from 8.30 to 4.30. We're going to have some of the same speakers John had an opportunity to hear from. You can get more information at the UniteIE.com website. Tickets will be going on sale towards the end of January. You don't want to miss this event. This will be an opportunity for conservatives to gather and start to push back the tide of progressivism in our communities. Guys, been great to be with you. We will be back at 4 o'clock next Saturday with another edition of the Unite IE radio program. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.